The following is a Thunderbolt West Media production. Should we be preparing for the worst? Yes. And in this show, I'll tell you why. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. Peter cried out, we're all gonna die. It's my opinion that we all should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues involved with off-grid living. And from time to time, I'll throw in some political comments as well, because I really do feel that our republic is worth saving. And any chance I have to do that, I take it. My goal I wish to accomplish with this show is to make my listeners self-sufficient and also to help them build their faith in God. This show comes to you from the Harmony Barn Studio, located near Hershey, Nebraska in the United States of America. This show is aired on KYAH, 540 AM, Delta, Utah, Utah's Talk Authority. It can also be heard on 89.3 FM, Key Radio in Osage Beach, Missouri. And on shortwave, it can be heard on WRMI, Radio Miami International. This show is also a podcast available on demand by these services. Anchor, Spreaker, PodPoint, and PodPage. And I thank you so much for tuning in. Well, today's show, I'm going to be talking about more preparedness and also some things that I think are going to happen as far as pushing us off-grid. So today's going to be kind of a mixture of off-grid living type of a show and also a prepping type of a show. I have to start off with some of the things that I've been noticing as far as my research is that as I do my research to do the shows, I always run across what I consider rabbit trails. And lots of times you find your best information if you do follow some rabbit trails. Plus, once in a while you get some bad information too. Matter of fact, more than once in a while. But you have to have discernment of what is real and what isn't. But there seems to be a consensus. Now that doesn't make it so, that doesn't make it a fact. But it seems there's a consensus that the grid will go down sooner than later. Most of the people that I look at, their prepping sites, and also the newscasts that I do listen to, and I read quite a bit as far as literature on the internet, 
And I try to vet my people really well, the ones that I like to follow, because I don't want to repeat anything that's false or misleading. And if I do come out with something that's false or misleading, I hope that I am erring on the side of caution. And so if I say, yes, definitely we're going to be going off grid, well, I can't say that. But I can say that I think that everyone's going to be off grid. And the reason that I say that is because this whole mess in Europe is out of control. I don't think we have any sane leaders in Europe. And I know we don't have any in the United States. And I question the sanity of leaders worldwide. Because they're playing with fire. You know, Russia's like a rattlesnake. And they've been rattling their tail now for months. And the old flag that the early patriots, before the United States broke away from Great Britain, they had a flag with a snake on it that said, Don't tread on me. Well, Russia is that snake right now, but they're a rattlesnake. And they're rattling their tail and they're saying, don't tread on me. And what does illegitimate Joe Biden do? He treads on them. Now, I feel like that he's a puppet. And I also feel like that there's an awful lot of things in Ukraine that can sink his presidency. I think he's a criminal. Just the fact that the election was obviously stolen puts him in the group of criminals. But when you see what he was doing with money laundering and and uh, having his son be the bagman for all these different shady deals that he was doing in Ukraine, I think that he's covering his own behind. I think that's one thing that he's doing. But you notice that Boris Johnson is gone, and you notice that the Prime Minister of Italy is gone, and there's several others that their governments have fallen. And their governments have fallen because of how they've reacted to this Ukrainian mess. Now, without getting involved in the politics between Ukraine and Russia, we have to know that Russia is rattling their rattles, and they're telling the Western nations, stay out of it. And the Western nations are not listening. As of now, officially, Russia is doing drills on getting their people into fallout shelters. The Western countries are not doing that. Russia's fallout shelters are full of food, medicine, tools, supplies. And they have enough shelters for most of their people, if not all of their people. And they're training their people, and they're also telling their citizens to get go bags. That's direct from the government. But what do we hear from illegitimate Joe and his handlers? Build back better. Boy, the economy's sure good, isn't it? Wow, Democrats, wow, aren't they great? That's all we're hearing. And also, you have to use the right pronoun. You can't call a woman a she or a her. Oh, can't do that. That's where we're stuck. Where Russia's rattling their tail and they're saying, enough is enough. And they're preparing their citizens for basically Armageddon. Our government is still trying to push drag queen story time. There's a huge difference. And I think that we're going to suffer the consequences. And so I think everybody should understand that the reason that I think we're going to go off grid, everybody, is that I think that we're at minimum going to have an EMP attack. 
and that's an electromagnetic pulse. And all it's going to take is one nuclear weapon in the right place in this country to knock out our infrastructure, knock out the power grid, our cell phones, our banking system will be destroyed. It'll be pure pandemonium and chaos. And all it's going to take is one. Well, Russia's got hundreds and hundreds of nuclear weapons. And I imagine an EMP attack would probably entail more than one. They'd probably blanket this part of the world and shut everybody down. And so I think that's a real possibility because Russia, Russia is officially preparing for that. And our government is officially protecting drag queen story time. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that I really don't think our government cares. I think that they're put in as puppets. And I think that what really people are wanting to happen as far as the people in power, the globalists, I think they want a mass extinction event. And if they want to kill a lot of people like the Georgia Guidestones, which I'm glad they knocked them down, but they wanted to get rid of like 90% of the population, well, this massive nuclear war would sure do that. I think we have a group of satanic evil people that want to see this happen. And I, for one, live in rattlesnake country. And I know that if a rattlesnake is warning you, they're not being mean. They're telling you, don't tread on me or else. Now, if a rattlesnake was just mean for being mean, they wouldn't warn you. They'd just bite you. And Russia's been sending out warnings through their press and their media and also hand-delivering notes to embassies all around the world. They've even hand-delivered messages to the White House and to all the other power centers in the West. So Russia has been saying, don't tread on me. And they've been rattling their tail. And the news media in the United States is absolutely broken and corrupt. I wouldn't believe a word they said. But they're doing a very big disservice because they're not talking about any of these warnings that Russia is giving the world. And we're sending weapons over there and killing Russian troops. And we're using our guidance systems. And the word is out now that the missiles that we're sending to Ukraine are going to be used to attack Crimea. Now, Crimea is now officially a part of Russia. But the Ukraine does not recognize that, and the United States is going to stand behind that. And so as far as the United States is concerned, if they fire missiles into Crimea, they're just Ukraine firing on Ukraine. And Crimea is now part of Russia. The people voted. They had a referendum. They voted over 90% to join Russia, and Russia voted to accept them. It's a done deal. You know, if you sell a house and you hand over the deed and someone else moves in, but yet two weeks later you decide you're going to go back in the house and get a drink of water, well, that's not your house anymore. Legally, it's not your house. You have no right to go in that house. I don't care how you want to mince words and try to stretch things. Now, why am I bringing this up on an off-grid show? Well, I think that what's going to happen is they're going to attack Crimea. When they do that, Russia is going to do a massive, massive retaliation attack. And also, Russia will consider that an attack on Mother Russia. And they're going to be using guidance systems and missiles given to them and probably operated 
but most definitely given to them by the United States government. Russia's been biding their time. They've been gathering evidence. And I think when all the dust clears and settles after this is over and history is written, I do not think the United States government or the NATO countries are going to look good at all. They're ignoring everything, and they're ignoring one thing that's called diplomacy. We used to have statesmen and diplomats. Now all we have are cronies and puppets and people put in to do the bidding of the corporations and whoever else pulls their strings. We don't have any adults in the room. Now we have some old curmudgeons that should be retired because they're senile. We have some absolutely crazy people, in my opinion, that hold seats of power in our government that they really don't care. And you've noticed the last several years, all of these so-called elites have been buying properties like down in New Zealand and other places that are far, far away from where all this is going to happen. And then you couple the fact that in New York City, they're starting to put little signs on the doors of what to do in case of a nuclear attack. And everything they're telling people to do in that signage is ridiculous because they're telling people to go take a bath and to keep their cell phones handy and to listen to the radio. Well, there's not going to be any water. All the water mains will be blown up. And there's not going to be any cell service because the EMP attack and the radios aren't going to work. The media is going to be totally shut down. And so we have to understand as an off-grid community that we are like on an island. We have to protect our own gear from an EMP attack. We have to protect our families. We have to protect what we built as far as homesteading and our gardens and everything else. Everything is in peril because of inept people in high places. And so I'm going to base this show on the supposition that there is going to be a nuclear exchange and minimal an EMP attack. Because, as I stated earlier, Russia is rattling their tail. And I hear that rattlesnake. And I believe the rattlesnake will strike. Because we're giving them all sorts of reasons to strike. Anyone that's ever been around a rattlesnake, they curl up and they pose as if they're going to strike. And then they get their tail going. If you leave them alone, they might throw a half-hearted strike at you just to do an in-your-face at you. But I mean really try to get you. They won't. Not unless you take a stick or one of your body parts, if you're stupid enough to kick it. Then the snake will definitely strike. But if you take a stick and you poke the snake, the snake is going to strike at the stick. That's just the way snakes are. And right now, all the Western countries all have sticks, and they're all poking the snake. Now, people like to call Russia the bear, and they say, don't poke the bear. Well, that analogy works too. But bears sometimes don't give you any warning. Sometimes you turn around and there's a great big bear. Rattlesnakes will warn you. And so we've been warned. So what are we going to do with this warning? Well, obviously our government isn't going to do anything about this warning. Nothing at all. And so it's up to us in the off-grid community. And it's also us as we the people, the citizens, to be able to take some matters that we can into our own hands to enhance the chances that we're going to survive this awful mess that these Satanists and globalists have put us in.
Broadcasting from the United States of America, you are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. We want to be Utah's source for everything off-grid. It seems like the more you try to tell people that there's a danger and tell them about the rattlesnake rattling its tail, the more they don't listen to you. The more they roll their eyes and say, oh, it's just so-and-so, just a fear monger or a conspiracy nut, something like that. And it seems to me that we have to start letting these people go. But the old saying goes, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And we can tell people till we're blue in the face. There's a real and present danger that we all face. They don't want to face it. They'd rather watch their televisions or play their video games or drink their booze or do their drugs or whatever they do. A lot of people like to escape into their own little world. And they don't like to be reminded that there is a very horrible, evil world out there that can harm them. Now, part of it's just a human psychology that we like to be in denial of things that we can't control. And that's understandable. But we're living in a time where we have to get real. And I know that it's really hard to tell a family member what you think's going to happen just to be rebuffed and rebuked. And I know there's lots of marriages that are breaking up. And I know there's lots of relationships as far as friendships and everything else that have absolutely disintegrated since the bioweapon COVID-19 was released upon us in 2020. Because some people have eyes to see and ears to hear, and they see what's going on, they listen intently, they understand what's going on, and they're trying to do their best to be a Paul Revere and tell other people. They're trying to do their best to help people prepare. But other people do not have ears to hear or eyes to see. And so they'll never hear or see. They'll never base their actions on what you hear and see because they don't hear and see it. So in other words, they're not going to do anything about it. Kind of makes you think about Noah. As Noah was spending years and years, decades, building the ark. I imagine back in his day, he was called the equivalent of a conspiracy theorist. And when you look at how many people actually were saved in the Great Flood, just a very mere handful, and they were all related to Noah. The rest of the world perished. And I often wonder what these people that were mocking Noah and scoffing at him and making fun of him, I wonder what their thoughts became when they saw that it was imminent that they were going to drown and Noah and his family were safe in the ark. But you can't worry about people that have already made a choice. Because we're not living in a fairy tale land. We're living in the real world. And the real world is really tough. It's really harsh. Everywhere you look, there's something that's going to be harsh. Something that's going to be what we consider unfair. Well, there's nothing fair in the world. The world is just the way it is. And then compound the roughness that this world has with the fact that Satan is now prowling, devouring everyone he can like a hungry lion. Satan and his demonic hordes are wreaking havoc all over this country. 
And unfortunately, a lot of the leadership in a lot of the countries of this world are following Satan. Or they have a demon or two that they absolutely love. When someone loves their demons, it's out of your hands. Because if the demons are cast out, they'll just invite them back. And so there are some people we have to let go. Unfortunately, as in Noah's day, it's going to be the vast majority. So what can you do to prepare for what I think is going to happen? An EMP attack, minimal. Now I'm going to tell you some other scenarios, and I'm going to up the ante a little bit past the EMP attack. But an EMP attack is going to take out all of the emergency services. So there will be no 911 to dial. There will be no fire department to dial. I imagine in quite a few neighborhoods where there are some sane and rational leadership in that neighborhood will form some sort of neighborhood watch or some sort of fire brigade because we have a lot of people that have excellent military training that are retired that have the ability to look into chaos and try to get some order out of it. So I imagine that we do have natural-born leaders that are going to rise to the top. And a perfect example would be the American Civil War in the 1860s. The Union Army was losing every battle because all of the political appointees that were officers had no idea what they were doing. But since they were the grandson of somebody or they were quote-unquote elites, they gave them a rank and a command. And these people were inept, and they got their troops killed for no reason. But later on in the war, the cream started to rise to the top, and the people that were in the lower ranks started taking charge, the people who are naturally born leaders. And one of those was Ulysses S. Grant. In the second half of the Civil War, the Union generals were actually pretty good, because all of the inept ones were fired and replaced. Well, I think we have even more corrupt and inept leadership than the Union Army had back then. And so I think that the individual neighborhoods and communities are going to have to have their natural leaders rise to the top. The United States as founded, I think, is not functional right now. I think over the last several years, it's been proven to me anyway that the United States of America, as I have always known it, has ceased to exist. We're no longer the land of the free and the home of the brave. And we no longer have justice for all. Just look at Hillary Clinton. That'll prove that. And so I put my trust in the kingdom of God and not in the government. But we're going to have to have some semblance of government and some semblance of emergency services and things like that. So it's going to be up to us, we the people, the natural leaders, to step forward. And most people that are adults, that are mature, they understand their strengths and their weaknesses, and they understand if they're a leader or not. Now, the ones that claim that they're leaders and go around and all they want are followers, I'm not talking about those people. Those people are pretty much blowhards. I'm talking about the quiet ones that seem to always take charge in an emergency, the ones you can always count on, not the ones that tell you they can count on you but the ones that you do count on. So I think it's going to come down to we the people, no matter how you slice it. Now this EMP attack, it's not only going to take out the cell phones and the 911 service, it's going to take out everything. The gas pumps will all be stopped. 
All of the stores are all computerized. They'll all be down. Almost everybody has a car with a computer in it. Unless you have a doomsday vehicle or a very old car. And I have both. But if I don't have enough gas, and I don't have my gasifier built yet, well, it may be sitting as well, but it'll still be functional. But imagine everyone's car quitting them. Imagine all the airplanes that can no longer fly. I don't know if the airplanes are going to come out of the sky or not, but they're not going to have any guidance as far as landing their planes. I think it's going to be a bad situation. All the radar will be out. All of the towers at the airport will be silent. And all the traffic controllers, they will not be able to communicate with the airplanes. So there's going to be chaos everywhere you look. There's going to be chaos on the ocean. There's going to be chaos on the land, chaos in the air. And I would imagine that with the mentality that we have going in this country right now, that we'll see mass riots. You might have gangs that want to get even with other gangs. You might have people that want to ransack stores and all sorts of things like that. But the flash mobs won't be able to be so easy to put together because they won't be able to communicate either. That's the only bright spot. And so it will have to truly be an organic flash mob and not something that was arranged online. But it won't take people very long to know that they're not protected, that the police aren't going to come. They'll also figure out that it works both ways, that there's not going to be any police that's going to bother them if they defend themselves and their property. They're going to have to become their own law and take law into their own hands because there will be no law. There will be no law enforcement. You can take every disaster movie you've ever seen and movies about the apocalypse and then take that times maybe a thousand. And then you have a better idea of how bad it can get. Now, this is just with an EMP attack. Things are going to get really bad if we actually have nuclear bombs strike this country. And as I stated earlier in the show, we have no adults in the room that are trying to stop this. We have no diplomats. We have nobody talking. Everyone's talking through their media, and no one seems to be meeting behind closed doors, and nobody is listening to the warnings that Russia is giving the world. It's not like that they're going to do a surprise attack like Pearl Harbor. The Russians are saying, you keep pushing, we're going to push back. And also a statement out of Russia, I believe by Vladimir Putin himself, he said that it would be a war that nobody would win. Well, what kind of war is that? Of course, it's a nuclear war. No one will win that. And it needs to be avoided at all cost. But we, the people, have no power to stop anything. The only thing we have power to do is to maybe have a little bit of say-so in our community and to protect our families. That's all we can do. And also pick up the pieces that these absolute monsters are going to leave behind. And I'll be right back after this. If you enjoy the Living Off-Grid Powered Information Show, I would ask that you consider donating to this show to help cover expenses because we don't get paid here. This is all done by donations. And we do not take anything online as far as PayPal or any of that because of all the censorship. Not that they have shut us off. It's just I'm not going to give them the opportunity. So we're going to do it the old-fashioned way by mail. 
check, money order, or if you want to put cash in a secure envelope, we would appreciate any donation, any size. Just send all your correspondence to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143. That's Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143, and your support is greatly appreciated. This next song was recorded in 1902 by the Edison Military Band. America, played by the Edison Military Band. Replace fear with faith. Replace pessimism with hope. Replace despair with determination. And don't be afraid to rely on God and step out on the sea. Power and Information Show on KYAH, Utah's Talk Authority. Welcome to part two of the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun, and I've got a grim show today. I'll admit that. But I've been researching, and everything that I'm coming across is telling me that the chances that we're going to have massive chaos and unrest in this country is, in my opinion, almost 100%. Now, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that a year from now or five years from now, someone can play this broadcast and say, what a fool this man was. I will gladly wear the fool's hat if I'm wrong. I will gladly do that because I want to be wrong so bad. I pray that I'm wrong. But I have eyes and I have ears, and I have a pretty good sense of what's going on. And I know that we, the people, and I'm talking about the common people of the world, we're being played. We're being farmed. 
we're being taken for granted, we're being abused. No matter where you look, we're being abused by our governments, we're being abused by the globalists, and they're not going to stop until they get their goal. And their goal is not making us uncomfortable. You know, Satan doesn't want you uncomfortable. Satan wants you dead. The New World Order people, they don't want you uncomfortable. They want you out of the way. They want you exterminated. As a matter of fact, a good analogy, everyone that likes to watch Doctor Who, especially the classic Doctor Who from back in the 60s and 70s, they had what were called Daleks. And they would go around and say, exterminate, exterminate. Well, that's what I feel like is happening right now. And I think these Satanists and these globalists, I think that's what they have in mind is mass extermination. And if I'm right about that, that means there will be nobody that's going to stand in the way of a nuclear conflict. Because what better way to exterminate a lot of people? Now, there's lots of people that think Russia's on board with this, and it's an all a big, big smokescreen. It's all a big power grab by the globalists. I don't know. I'm not privy to any information like that. All I do know is that the United States and China are not getting along. I know the United States and Russia are definitely not getting along. I know that these three countries, they have enough nuclear weapons to put us in a nuclear winter for years and wipe out almost all of God's creation. And I know that these nuclear weapons are in the hands of either insane people or incompetent people or both. Another good analogy, would you take a forty-five and cock the hammer on the pistol and lay it down in the middle of the room with a room full of five-year-olds? What would happen? You would be lucky if no one got killed. But I will tell you this, the gun would be fired. One of the kids would pick up the gun and the trigger would somehow be pulled, even if it was a stiff trigger. Because that's what five-year-old kids do. They're curious. Right now we have this loaded situation full of nuclear weapons in a room full of five-year-olds. It's like they have the toys, so they want to see what they'll do. They want to use them. And I hope I'm not scaring you in this show, but I think that people need to be jolted into reality. The reality is, is that there is a clear and present danger. And so getting back to some of the things you can do. Well, I mentioned a doomsday vehicle. Well, that's a vehicle that is old-fashioned, that has points and condenser, that does not have an electronic ignition. And even with that, you'll probably have to replace some wires because the EMP attack is going to fry an awful lot of electronics. If you have a car that has old-fashioned points and condenser and you have a tin building you can park it in, I would do so. And also, if you can afford it, I would have an alternator an extra distributor that was ready to go, and a coil, that would be a minimum, but that should get you running. But have a spare of these items and put them in a Faraday cage, and that'll protect it from an EMP attack. That way, if your doomsday vehicle is slightly damaged, you'll have the main components to put it back together and put it back on the road. And you're also going to have to have some gasoline stored back. And that's going to be a little tricky because storing gasoline is dangerous. So you're going to have to do it correctly. Do it in a well-ventilated place, in a place where no kids are going to be. You have to be really careful with that. But you have to ask yourself, if everything is blown up and there are no gas pumps and there's chaos in the streets, 
maybe that's the last place you want to be is out on the road. So I would say your doomsday vehicle is to get out of Dodge, is to get out of a bad situation, not just a vehicle that you can use for transportation. In other words, this doomsday vehicle needs to be your lifeline. If you don't have a vehicle like that, well, you need to consider buying an older vehicle, something for a few hundred dollars that runs. Remember, all it has to do is run as far as one tank of gas, because that's probably all you're going to have. But if your doomsday vehicle is to get you out of a bad situation, maybe only a mile or two is going to get you out of that situation. Maybe a hundred miles would really get you out of the situation. And so you need to consider that. And the people who are off-grid, you have to understand this EMP attack is going to affect your equipment. And most people that are off-grid have done it correctly, meaning that they really don't have any primitive backups because they've went seamlessly from being on-grid to off-grid. They can mimic exactly the power they had when they were on-grid. And that's the way to do it. And personally, I'm still not there yet. Now, the reason is, is because I use so much electricity. Because you have to understand I'm running an active ranch, and I do all of my own mechanic work and welding and machine shop work and everything. I do that myself. And on days that I have a lot of machinery to fix or water to pump, I do run out of electricity right around midnight. I've had several people comment that I must not be doing it right because they never run out. But I find out that their situation is a one-room cabin, and they're running three light bulbs and a small refrigerator. I'm running two houses, four outbuildings. I got two water wells. I got drill presses. I have grinders. I have welders. I use a lot of electricity. And I've been off-grid for, and I've been off-grid for a dozen years. And so I've learned how to cope without electricity. There are times I have to run my system into the ground. If cattle need to be watered, I have to water cows. And so my system runs until I drain it. Because the cows come first. I have to wait for the next day for the sun to come up before I have power. And the ones that are like me that don't have quite as big of a system as they need, they've learned how to prioritize what needs power at what time of day, and also which tools to use and which not to use, and what hour of the day is your cutoff hour as far as heavy electricity use. So there's lots of management you have to do. There's a management skill that needs to be learned. Now I get by just fine because I'm well into my management style. So I have different tools and different things that I can do at different times of the day. And if I run out of power early, I have old-fashioned hand crank operated tools. I can go into my wood shop and I can still drill my holes and saw my wood and do everything I need to do. And that's something I think everyone needs to be is flexible. Because if you're not flexible, your off-grid experience is going to be trying at times. It's going to be hard to do. Because everything that you have to do as far as being off-grid sometimes is fragile. No matter how good your equipment is, a bolt of lightning here or, or a loose connection or something can come up and ruin your day. You might have to troubleshoot. You have to be willing and able to work on your own system. Because if you have to call an electrician every time that you have to change the light bulb, well, you're going to go broke. Because being off-grid, once you get your system down, it's easy. 
But getting the system down does take some time, especially if you've never experienced off-grid living at all. You've always been on-grid. You've always had power on demand. And let's face it, we're spoiled. We're spoiled because we think we should have all the power we want 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Well, you can do that if you want to spend the money, but you're going to spend the money either way, whether you're on-grid or off-grid. The only difference is, is if you spend the money to go off-grid, you're not just throwing the money down a rat hole. You actually are buying some equipment. Now, my equipment's starting to get some age on it, but so far with my equipment, with my savings, I've saved over $30,000 in 12 years. And I can assure you I have no more than $10,000 invested. And so my electricity is paying for itself and it's actually making me money. I just got through sharpening a sickle so I can go mow some more hay. I don't know what the going rate is right now to sharpen a sickle because I do it myself. But I imagine it's around $10. I would imagine if I was on a meter, the meter would spin a little faster. And so I don't know how much money that that saved me, but in that 20 minutes that it took me to sharpen the sickle, I'm sure I saved $5 right there at minimal. I might have saved $10. And so you're always saving money once you get your system put into place. But I don't want to get down that rabbit trail today because for another time. I really do believe that the off-grid community needs to be willing and able to step up to the plate. I think that we are the last line of defense as far as we the people against the evil that is going to befall us. Now, right before I made this program, I did some more research and more studying, and I found even more, I'm going to say, troubling, disturbing articles that I read that basically say that what I've said this whole show, I haven't been strong enough. There's economists now that are saying that not only is inflation going to be bad and our money's not going to be worth anything, that the economy is going to totally collapse and we're going to have to almost start over as far as economically. And I'm starting to read stories like that from bona fide economists that should know what they're talking about. Now, I'm not an economist, but I do know this. When I, when I go fill up my car with gas, I'm paying a whole lot more than I should. And when I go to the grocery store, I only get just a little bit, and it's $100 for a little bit. If I was feeding a family of four, I would imagine that every trip to the grocery store would probably cost me over three or $400. And I would imagine if I had growing boys especially, I'd be going at least twice a month. So I'd be looking at between $800 and $1,000 a month just to feed my family. And I know right now there are people who are deciding whether to put gas in their car or buy groceries. And when you have things like that, and also the free food lines as far as the food banks are getting longer again, and I guess there's a new variant of COVID, the, another variation of the bioweapon, and they say lots of people are dying from it. I've been hearing that over 95% of the COVID deaths that are happening now are fully vaccinated people. And so they're really not dying from COVID, they're dying from the vaccine. But no one dare say that. Because the money people, the one that are making billions of dollars off these fake pandemics, they don't want the truth out there. And the truth is, is that we have been had. 
And that seems to be the way things are going as far as society in general. I think we're being farmed. I think that the powers that be are just using us as useful idiots until they no longer need us. And I noticed several years ago, they started coming out with the automatic cars and automatic trucks and and drones and anything to replace people. And I made a comment to several people. I said, well, it looks like they're getting ready to replace us because they have cars that will drive themselves and they have trucks that will drive themselves and they're working on farm tractors that will They're working on farm tractors that'll start themselves up and hook up to the right implement and go out to the field, do the work, and put themselves away. If they have tractors that can do that, who needs a farmer? And if you have trucks running up and down the road that are automatic, who needs truck drivers? What it all boils down to is that not only are we being replaced, we're being exterminated. That's my opinion. They're using us to build the infrastructure that they can use after we, the people, have been either subjugated or eliminated, or both. That's the way I see it. And so I think that all of us need to prepare mentally for a lot of things that we wouldn't expect. I think we've had a lot of trial runs over the last 15 or 20 years leading up to a bigger event. Now, I, I was watching these wildfires in, out west in California and Nevada, and the videos I saw seemed to show a beam of light coming down from outer space or a satellite or somewhere, and it was just a brief little flash. But that seems to be what was starting some of the fires, if not all of them. And I've seen pictures of houses that are right in the middle of a bunch of trees, and the trees look fine, but the house is just melted. It's just gone. It's turned into dust. And to me, it looked like an energy weapon hit the house and just destroyed it. Because even the yards were fine. There was no place where the fire crossed the yard. You might say that an ember that was hot was blowing in the wind, and it blew over the top of the trees and landed on top of the house. Well, that's a possibility. But I've seen rows and rows of houses. That the houses are gone, but the yards are fine. I could see that happening once in a while, but not on every house. I watched a video that had a whole block, that had a whole line of houses, 10 or 15 houses, and they were all flat to the ground. They were all turned to dust, but yet all the trees were fine around the houses. And just That's just not right. And I know they're working on all sorts of energy weapons, and I heard several years ago that they have a weapon they're developing that can boil your blood inside your body and just basically kill you with boiling blood. Doesn't sound very pleasant. So I don't know what these globalists have in store, but I have a good feeling of what they want to have in store for you and for me and for people like us. So now is the time for us as a community, whether we're on grid or off grid, is that we have to understand that we are in a spiritual battle and also an actual battle for humanity. These fake vaccines for the COVID, these gene therapy drugs, are changing people's DNA. And once their DNA is changed, they're no longer technically human. I have several people that have told me that once your genes change, that someone holds a patent to it. And so actually someone has a patent to your genetics at that point. 
I don't know how true or not true that is, but I do know that it's really odd. And the blue street lights that are going up, I don't know why they're putting up these basically black lighting. And I'm sure it's to make a substance of some sort visible as you're driving under it. And you have all sorts of misinformation that's coming from everywhere. And so the average person like you and me, we're just battered around with all this misinformation and all the stealth and all of the behind the scenes things that they're trying to do to us. And we do have whistleblowers and they come out and they explain what's going on. But immediately those whistleblowers are made into villains and they're crucified with the media. So whistleblowers might stop coming out because not only are they ruining their career, some of their lives are being ruined. And I know I'm getting on some rabbit trails here, but what I'm trying to say in a very long-winded way is that it's up to you to take care of you and your family. And it's up to me to take care of me and my family. Once my family and I are taken care of, then I can concentrate on helping others. But I really think that we're going to hit a time period that even if we're prepared, even if we have a year's supply of food and we have everything we need and all of our T's are crossed and all of our I's are dotted and everything is just ready to go, anybody that's ever been in war will tell you that the plan goes out the window almost immediately. And I don't care how well you've planned. I think that whatever's going to happen is going to be so horrific that nobody is going to be prepared for it. I think it's either that or absolutely nothing is going to happen. But all of the studying and all the reading I'm doing and the people that I am listening to, I respect, and I think they're highly intelligent, and they're not people that are prone to go out and cry that the sky is falling. They're people that actually do their research and come up with facts and figures, and they can verify everything that they're talking about. Now, me being a one-man show here, it's just me. I don't have any reporters. I don't have anybody out doing anything. So I have to use discernment and use my best judgment to find out where I need to get my information that I can pass on to you. And so I really trust the people that I consider as my sources. But I don't have anybody that's my source and nobody else. I do have several people that are in the wings that are very knowledgeable that I can go to with questions that are not nationally known. I do have some people like that. But someone on the inside? No, I don't. But like I tell people, I'm wide awake. My eyes see and my ears hear. And I'm seeing and hearing things that I don't like. So I think at a minimum we need to get right with God. We need to prepare mentally for what could happen. And you have to understand that you can't freeze under pressure. You can't choke. When push comes to shove, when it's time to do something, you need to know when to pull the trigger and do it. You can't be wishy-washy. And so what I tell people to do with plans is come up with a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. And if you can go more than that, that's fine. But come up with at least three plans that are workable. And likely what's going to happen is that you're going to hit a roadblock on plan A and have to go to plan B with plan A already in place and use plan B till you hit a roadblock there. 
Then you're using plan A and B together, and then parts of plan C will come in, and you'll run with that. That's why I think you need multiple plans. You can't have one plan because when that plan fails, and it will likely fail, you won't have the time or the luxury to formulate a new plan. So while your plans need to be standalone, they also need to be flexible enough to incorporate into another plan. And earlier I said we had to concentrate on saving the children. Well, I'm going to go back to that right now for a minute. I think that when you have your plans, I think you should keep your plans to yourself and do not involve the children unless they're teenagers. Of course, if they're of age, they're 14 or older, it's okay because at that age, they can handle reality. And if you want to do some drills as far as getting into a cellar or a storm shelter or something, do the drills, but make them fun. Don't make them scary. Don't traumatize the kids. But with that said, I think all families should start having some drills. Now, it's a great idea to have fire drills anyway. You can just take what you've learned with your fire drills and incorporate that into a drill to get underground, into a basement, a cellar, or a building with no windows in case of a nuclear attack. I think we need to start looking at the elephant in the room and acknowledging it and talking about it. But like I say, not in front of the children. But as I stated earlier, there's no adults in the room in Washington or in any of the places of power in Europe. So we have to be the adults in the room. And since we're powerless to do anything other than something that would affect ourselves and our families, well, we need to concentrate on ourselves and our families. I know that sounds selfish, but I'm not trying to sound selfish. I'm trying to help prepare you mentally for places that you're going to have to go. And if you're a very giving person and you like to do things for others, and all of a sudden you have to do for yourself, I know how hard that is. But now is the time you need to become a very good friend to yourself and take care of yourself as if you were your own best friend. Because the world is going to need people like you. They're going to need you and need you badly because I'm afraid all of these people that are more concerned about drag queen story time, I don't think they're going to make it. We're going to have to have rugged individualists. We're going to have to have people that are leaders and thinkers. And anybody that has the grit to go off grid has those qualifications. I've never met one person that's went off grid that I would consider a wimp. And I've never met one person that went off grid who could not think outside the box. And so I'm going to call on the off grid community to, to start thinking outside the box and to start really preparing mentally for what I think is going to happen. Now, again, I hope it doesn't. I hope I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, let's err on the side of caution. Thunderbolt West Media Production. Well, in the time remaining, I want to talk about something that I brought up last week on last week's program. Ever since last week's program, I've been actively looking for different animals and insects, and I'm not finding very much. And it really has me concerned. I'm not seeing very many ants like I used to. I'm not seeing any spider webs, not seeing any moths, caterpillars, 
a whole host of insects and spiders and things that are normally here are not this year. And I was hoping it was due to the drought. But Michael Snyder at themostimportantnews.com came up with an article that pretty well verifies what I've been seeing, and it kind of verifies my worst fear. And that's the fact that all of these animals and plants and insects are being systematically exterminated. And of course, they have a built-in excuse. The globalists will say it's our fault with climate change. And so they have their narrative already set up. It's already there. It's already our fault if we find out what they're doing. Pretty clever of them. But I really want everyone to start paying attention to your environment. Look for insects and spiders and all sorts of different little creatures. And hopefully your area is not as badly affected. But go to themostimportantnews.com and he's got a story about everything is dying. Please check that out. Well, I hope you got something from my show today. I really appreciate you tuning in. And if you would like to support the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show, your donations would be very much appreciated because right now this show is expanding. And so if you've ever considered donating to this show, now would be a good time. I would really appreciate it. I'd take checks, money orders, or cash in a secure envelope, and you would write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media, and you would mail to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, Hershey, Nebraska, and the zip code 69143. And again, your donations are very much appreciated. And I invite you to visit the website, and that's offgridliving.faith, offgridliving.faith. And I also have a link to my old website through that address. And if you'd like to send me an email, I'd love to hear from you. And my email address is jim at offgridliving.faith, jim at offgridliving.faith. Once again, thanks for tuning in this week. I really appreciate it. And until next time, stay strong. Get your mind right. Keep your powder dry. But most of all, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.